0: This is Women Road Warriors with Shelly Johnson and Kathy DeCaro. From the corporate office to the cab of a truck, they're here to inspire and empower women in all professions. So gear down, sit back, and enjoy.
1: Welcome to Women Road Warriors with Shelly Johnson and Kathy DeCaro. We're a show that works to inspire and empower women in every profession and lifestyle, including the office, trucking, the trades, and even motherhood. We power women on the road to success. We tackle all kinds of topics, and we work to encourage women to be their very best with informative guests and women who've been champions. I'm Shelley.
2: And I'm Kathy.
1: No topic is taboo on our rig. We tackle the tough topics along with the not-so-tough topics. And we like to feature experts and celebrities who can assist women in being the very best they can be. So many women get caught up on the diet roller coaster throughout life only to find that the weight comes back. It's a never-ending battle that's not only exhausting but incredibly discouraging and bad for us. Self-esteem goes out the window. It's no wonder so many people get caught up in this endless search for the perfect weight. The diet culture is a $72 billion industry with powerful messaging that pushes diet pills, shakes, detoxes, powders, waste trainers, and other solutions that have convinced us that health equates to weight, specifically thinness. Jacqueline Hackett is working to change all of this. She's an anti-diet registered dietitian, nutrition mindset coach, personal trainer, and founder of Hackett Health. Jacqueline has a double bachelor's degree in psychology and sociology, as well as a master's in nutritional science. She began her company after having GI issues and eating disorders, and it was through her own journey that she realized how things can be fixed. She believes in changing people's relationship with food and the way we eat. She helps women ditch the diet mindset, help their relationship with food, and gain strength with her Hackett Holistic Habits method. Jacqueline helps people break free from the diet culture's restrictions and negative self-talk while gaining physical strength through strength training. We wanted to learn more about this because this is so needed. So we invited Jacqueline on the show. Welcome, Jacqueline. Thank you for being with us today.
3: Thank you. So excited to be here.
1: Oh, we're excited too. I mean, well, we're looking for answers here. You know, we you, you hear about so many diets out there. It's so exhausting it's so mm-hmm. expensive and it seems like the plans that people take on it, it requires so much work weight loss can happen it isn't fun people can't eat what they want and it seems like the weight just comes back how did all of this happen and why doesn't this work for people
3: yeah well that's a that's a really loaded question shelly <laughs> <laughs> but what we know in the research is that diets do not work uh, well they work in the short term, right? Anyone can go on There's a, on the, so many new diets every day that people come to me with, but um, the more popular ones, you know, like keto previously was similar to Atkins. Mm-hmm. Um, now there's whole 30. They can work in the short term, but they are so restrictive that you, you get overwhelmed. You get stressed out, you miss out on life. It takes up so much mental capacity. And so we know in the research that long-term, when we're putting such an emphasis on the number on the scale, that weight is going to come back because we're we're getting, we're trying to achieve it in not a sustainable way, right? And so by year one and, and by year two, 99% of diets fail and people gain back the weight, if not more than what they lost or where, you know, they end up at a higher weight than when they started at all. Um, and and actually dieting is a bigger predictor of worse health outcomes later on in life than just being at a higher weight, but consistently. Um, and we do have lots of evidence showing that.
1: You know, and they don't talk about that uh, when you're watching nope. television or anything else. You're seeing all of these different diet plans and you see all of these people, the before and the after, and you're like, wow, this has got to work. How did all of this happen? Because it doesn't seem like 60 years ago, 50 years ago, this was the case.
3: You know, it really is uh, the media. The media plays such a, a hard, a, a huge role in it, right? Diet culture, I mean, diet culture really started long, long, long time ago, even before we we had this, um, you know, overweight and, and obesity in America. Um, You know, people were trying to control their weight, but our bodies, it seems like every year, every decade, our bodies are like a trend, right? The media adopts, oh, now uh, not having a butt is in, now the Kim Kardashian butt, oh, hourglass figure. We're back to chic heroin now is what I've been told. Um,
2: What is that? What I was going to say, what is that?
3: I think just very thin, uh, like no butt kind of, uh, uh, sorry, heroin chic, not, not chic heroin. I think it was like in the early 1990s, like pale skin, dark circles under the eyes, just very thin.
1: That sounds uh, sick. That sounds like you're sick. Oh, yeah.
3: Yeah. <laughs> you, yeah. So everybody's
1: supposed to look like Gumby or something.
3: yep um and i mean they often go hand in hand with fashion right what are the lady latest beauty trends and things that people are wearing what are the celebrities doing and then the Mm. media starts to perpetuate that you know even things like cellulite cellulite wasn't a thing before um and i think it was vogue magazine that did an article that made cellulite become a thing and oh well look what do you know the beauty industry has the solution all these creams and and things to fix your your skin which really are all just a scam Um, but it's becoming more and more the last time I went to Sephora it was like wow I I was just in shock the the labels on everything you know blast this tummy tucker this it's you know it's really sad
1: Mm -hmm. and people get caught up in this They look at other people in these ads and they think, what's wrong with me? Exactly. Mm
3: -hmm. Yeah, we compare ourselves to this societal, normal, you know, society makes us think that we have to be thin, right? Everyone talks about shrinking down, looking thin, looking fit, fitting into this beautiful dress, wearing the makeup, getting your hair done, you know, no one's highlighting, oh, I'm you know, just going to wear some pajamas and lounge around. Mm-hmm.
1: Well, you know, and I've been through this and you go to like to a New Year's Eve party and you, you want to look just perfect. And I'm sorry, women, they can have a pooch. You have to wear a bustier and all of this stuff and really pull yourself in. It's like, mm-hmm. this is not comfortable. Oh, yeah. And then you try to sit down. It's like,
2: Ugh. And,
1: <laughs> <laughs> you, know, and if, and you know, your
2: voice it, gets really <laughs>
1: Oh yeah. Can't <laughs> oh yeah i mean it's like guys don't seem to be having to go through this stuff as much as women do
3: nope yeah, <laughs> yeah that's another big issue of the emphasis placed on women that we have to look a certain way and that we let ourselves go you know quote unquote if we gain weight does everybody which we do <laughs> Oh yeah, yeah, yeah we Which really it's do. Totally normal and natural for us. For our bodies change. Women go through. I'm, so I'm fighting
2: menopause years. right now, and the struggle yeah. is real.
3: <laughs> yeah, menopause is a huge one. But whether or not you have a a child as well, that's a huge change our body goes through. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah,
1: yeah. Women uh, have to fight the weight after having a baby. You've got the hormone changes, and it's like your body's not working with you; it's working against you. <laughs> Yep.
2: You know, like for myself, I sit in equipment 13 hours a day, two weeks straight, and I I barely get out of the equipment. I mean, just for a quick bathroom run. And that's about it. Because we're so busy. And so I I, my thyroid died about 10 years ago. So I got, you know, uh, there's that going against me and now menopause. So I have to work double time because Mm -hmm. I have zero metabolism and it is so hard um to to keep the weight off I mean it's like I look at food and I gain weight I'm like seriously like come on <laughs> it's like even though you, I exercise and I mean I have a gluten-free I, I have a severe allergy to gluten I can't have dairy and so I mean, I'm very limited to, to what I eat I mean I don't eat red meat either so it's kind of like I got to really juggle and struggle and try and figure out what works and keep my energy up because I get tired and I'm like oh my god yeah it, it, it's a thing <laughs>
1: What is it about the diets that don't work? Why is it that you end up gaining even more weight? Is it something that's working against our metabolism or what happens there?
3: Yeah, I mean, ultimately, I mean, probably 99% of diets, if not 100% of diets, the the goal of the diet, why you're losing weight is because you are drastically cutting back on calories right? That's kind of the emphasis, whether you're cutting out carbs or it's low fat or whatever it may be, you're cutting back on your calories. So your metabolism is going to slow down, right? Our bodies are very, very smart at adapting. So if they see, oh, hey, I'm eating less calories now, so I don't need to work as much. I'm going to slow down my metabolism so that I don't starve. So then we start to burn fewer calories, And then we see long-term, well, now that 1200 calorie diet that initially was working the first 30, 60, 90 days, your body's adapted. So you hit that plateau, right? Everyone talks about, oh, I lost a bunch of weight and I hit a plateau. Well, the diet has become less effective now, right? But diet is only half of the equation, right? Managing our weight long-term is not just about what we eat. So if we're only cutting back on the calories, that's not going to last us for the rest of our life, right? We have to look at sleep. We have to look at stress management, our relationships, our hormones, um, our gut health, right. And then our exercise. Um, and that's not even to mention social determinants of health, which is a whole other thing that affects our health overall. Um, but in, in short, it's we're cutting back in calories or metabolism tends to slow down is is kind of the the main reason why it doesn't work long-term.
0: Stay tuned for more of Women Road Warriors, coming up. Dean Michael, the tax doctor
1: here. I have one question for you. Do you want to stop worrying about the IRS? If the answer is yes, then look no further. I've been around for years. I've helped countless people across the country and my success rate speaks for itself. So now you know where to find good, honest help with your tax problems. What are you waiting for? If you owe more than $10,000 to the IRS or haven't filed in years, call me now at 888-557-4020 or go to MyTaxHelpMD.com for a free consultation and get your life back. Industry movement Trucking Moves America Forward is telling the story of the industry, our safety champions, the women of trucking, independent contractors, the next generation of truckers, and more. Help us promote the best of our industry. Share your story and what you love about trucking. Share images of a moment you're proud of. And join us on social media. Learn more at TruckingMovesAmerica.com.
0: Welcome back to Women Road Warriors with Shelley Johnson and Kathy Takaro.
1: If you're enjoying this informative episode of Women Road Warriors, I wanted to mention Kathy and I explore all kinds of topics that will power you on the road to success. We feature a lot of expert interviews. Plus, we feature celebrities and women who've been trailblazers. Please check out our podcast at womenroadwarriors.com and click on our episodes page. We're also available wherever you listen to podcasts on all the major podcast channels like Spotify, Apple, YouTube, Amazon Music, Audible, you name it. Check us out and bookmark our podcast. Also, don't forget to follow us on social media. We're on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, Pinterest, LinkedIn, YouTube, and other sites. And tell others about us. We want to help as many women as possible. Contrary to what we've been told, losing weight is not about dieting. Health does not equate to weight. Ditching the diet mindset is key to losing weight permanently. Despite what you've been conditioned to believe, diets only work in the short term. By year two, 99% of diets fail, and many times people end up at a higher weight than before they started. Most diet plans drastically cut back on the calories so your metabolism slows down. Then our bodies won't work as hard so we don't starve. In the long run, the body adapts and plateaus, and so does the weight loss. The diet becomes less effective. Managing our weight is not about just what we eat. Cutting down on calories will not last us for the rest of our lives. We have to look at hormones, relationships, and gut health to achieve a healthy weight. Jacqueline Hackett, the founder of Hackett Health, is a nutrition mindset coach. She helps people break free from the diet culture restrictions and make the changes they need for a lifetime. She's been offering some great insight. Jacqueline, you've got some great information for our listeners. Yeah, you know, The diet roller coaster is a wild ride that too many of us are on, and it's really self-defeating. I wanted to mention, Kathy, you posted something on Facebook. It's true. It's funny. It was a meme that says, um, not only did I fall off the diet wagon, I dragged it into the woods, set it on fire, and used the insurance money to buy cupcakes. Oh, yeah. It's (laughs) so appropriate. You know. Yeah. (laughs) But they do that they uh, people are referred to as well I fell off the
2: wagon. It's like <laughs> what wagon? What wagon? Yeah. You know? <laughs> I posted that because my I was doing so well um, you know, with my with my routine and my you know my schedule and you know I'm feeling good, you know, my, my pants aren't so tight. I'm like I am not I'm not all swollen up. And then my coworker. She left me uh, by my locker four gluten-free donuts that are cinnamon and sugar coated. I'm like, oh my God, come oh. on. Like, like <laughs> nobody, there's, there's very rare is there gluten-free stuff at work. And then that's why I posted that because I I ate two of the donuts within an hour. <laughs> and I'm like, damn it. fell <laughs> off the wagon.
1: <laughs> you know, and then uh, these are things we like to eat. Then we feel really guilty Mm-hmm. I mean, it's just this never-ending cycle and we start, you know, getting really tough with ourselves. How do we break free of all of that? Because it seems like every time you turn around today, there's something to feel guilty about.
3: <laughs> yeah, definitely so. Well, in, in the part of intuitive eating, which is a, a self-care framework, which I teach my clients and which I practice myself, um, the first step is really to reject that diet mentality right not labeling foods as good or bad right So that that gluten-free cinnamon sugar donut is inherently it doesn't have morals. it's not bad just as an apple is not good. Now of course we can say an apple is more nutrient dense it has fiber, it has vitamins, but the donut, can satisfy us in other ways. And it's not the inherent. donut has way.
2: deliciousness.
1: Oh, yeah. yeah. Comfort food.
3: Food's here to enjoy, right? Mm-hmm. Food is our culture, our tradition. And sometimes it's just there to satisfy us. Um, now, we don't have to overdo it, though, right? Can we try to not eat five of the donuts? Not because the donuts are bad, but probably because our stomach's not going to feel pretty good <laughs> when we eat that many donuts. And mm-hmm. probably if we don't have any protein or veggies to go with the donut, well, we're going to eat all the donuts. And then we're going to be hungry 30 minutes, an hour later, because there weren't any nutrients in the donut. Right. So it's, it's really, we have to first take a step back and see like no food is inherently good or bad. So that's really rejecting diet culture and, and like getting angry with it. And because diet culture is really, it's saying that weight loss is the solution and we're going to feel better if we just lose weight when we know that that's not true. Um, So we have to start to shift our mindset first. A lot of the work that I do with my clients is mindset work. Like we don't, it's not even related to the food. It's our relationship with the food, right? Why do we feel that way? Are we coping with our emotions with food? Yeah. Yeah. And then once we start to unravel those layers and dig deep and sometimes it goes back to childhood <laughs> that we're looking at things, sure. right? It's the way that you were raised, the clean your plate club, um, the way that your parents viewed food was your mom on every single diet. We Watchers, her slim fast. She was always dieting, right? That gets ingrained in us. That then becomes our core beliefs. So we really have to take a step back and become aware Become aware of why are we thinking that way? And it could just be maybe we were raised perfectly fine, but we're inundated. Like you said, the diet industry is a $72 billion industry.
2: Mm -hmm.
3: Every corner you look, every time you open your phone, look thin, diet this, shake here. It makes us feel like that's what we're supposed to be doing. And people don't realize
1: when they're looking at a lot of these models or the actresses or, you know, the actors, they're going through an enormous amount of work to look that way. Oh, yeah. You know, they're having liposuction and this and that. I mean, they're having all kinds of things sucked out of their bodies just to look
3: Mm -hmm. perfect. (laughs) Yeah. Not to mention now all the weight loss drugs, which are being so heavily marketed and taken by a lot of the celebrities um, to lose that five to 10 pounds uh, when unfortunately, you know, these drugs were originally made for people with diabetes.
1: Wow. That doesn't sound like it'd be good for our bodies.
3: It's not. <laughs> we don't, st- huh. we still don't really understand all of the side effects, but, um, you know, common ones are are just like GI distress, nausea, vomiting, diarrhea. Um, serious side effects are, are starting to show up but you know we just we don't know the long-term ramifications yet and everyone's jumping on it like it they couldn't stock the shelves fast enough what drug is this one. you're talking yeah, about
1: what, what, ozempic. What, what is it oh. called
3: ozempic okay it's a hmm. semaglutide yeah there's also manjaro there are a couple out there now is uh, it a form of
1: speed what does it do
3: no no so it it is um it's it's a drug class called glp1 um specifically was made for people with diabetes so it's supposed to help regulate um your your blood sugars Mm -hmm. Um, but it acts how it works so it was an off market how it works with um weight loss is um it mimics this hormone so that it tells your body that you're full so essentially, to just understand it simply, you just get full really easily and you have no appetite. So you're, you're pretty much starving yourself. Um, it also slows down how quickly, it's called um, gastric emptying. So how quickly our stomach empties after we eat, it slows that process down. So we have more food sitting in our stomach for longer. So we stay full mm. for longer.
1: That doesn't sound good. It sounds like the food could start to putrefy. You <laughs> know, our stomachs. I mean, uh, yeah. you're messing okay. with the endocrine system. <laughs>
3: yep. Yeah, overall, it's just, it's not, Um, I, I'm i not a fan of it. <laughs> no.
2: You
1: know, you
3: know, it is,
2: oh, go ahead, Kathy. Sorry, when I was nursing back, uh, way back when, um, we ha- I was on the medical unit and we had a girl that was on our unit for a year because her mother kept telling her she was too fat and she wasn't right so she developed this this eating disorder and uh it got so extreme that she was all she would do was eat laxatives so that anything that she would eat um would be pooped out right well it it tore the insides of her intestines it this this girl like it was such a mess she had this huge hole in her stomach it was just absolutely awful and to hear her um talk about the mental struggles about you know this whole fat that th- what do they call it body dysmorphia I think mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um how she and she was just like a twig you know anorexia at its at at extreme but yeah it was really awful and I mean I ended up changing units uh, after about a year and she was still on the unit so I don't know whatever happened to her but it was it was really sad to watch
3: oh wow.
2: yeah and how many young girls today are have you know all all sorts of eating disorders? I mean, I, I personally had one when I was modeling back at uh, when I was eighteen, between sixteen and nineteen. I mean, anything I'd eat, I'd throw up. I, I would I wouldn't even eat if I eat peanuts. I, I'd run to the bathroom and force myself to throw up um, because even though I was one hundred and fifteen pounds, at, you know, at 5'8", um, I was still considered too fat. Right. Wow. And I here I am modeling in New York. And then and, and oh you know, you're not good enough. Your face isn't right. Your nose isn't right. You know, your your feet are too or too small or whatever. And yeah. still at 115 pounds, I was still too fat. And it, it was just it was awful. And I'm that was the one the best thing that ever happened to me was to get out of that business because I oh, yeah. didn't have the it was just devastating. Just it destroyed me. Honestly, it did. You have to have a certain mentality. And at the time I, I just didn't. So it took me a long time to overcome that, to that idealistic of, of trying to be perfect uh, for the modeling world and in, in real life, and that that balance, you know, of what's good and how how what how happy I can be with my own body, you know. I mean, at one point I gained hundred pounds in one year. I was so depressed, and then try and real try and shake that. Like, oh my god, it was awful. So today at fifty four, even though I have you know whatever, I am so happy with who I am. <laughs> It doesn't matter because I don't care. And that's the way it should be. Yeah. 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 Why do I have to hit 50 to do that? To realize that.
3: Yeah. It takes a lot of work to get to that point though, to like, you really have to dig deep and put all the external things aside and, and just learn how can I accept myself? How can I respect my body um, mm-hmm. And that's the work that I do with my clients. And it is, it's really challenging. And and I tell them, you know, we don't ever have to get to a point, you know, the whole body positivity movement, it, it was great when it started, but it sometimes can be a little like too toxic positivity. We don't have to love every part of our body, but can we learn to respect it, right? Can we appreciate yeah. it for all that it can yeah. do? And when we change that mindset and, and start to come from that place of compassion, and caring for ourselves right treat ourselves as we would treat someone else a friend a family member really Mm -hmm. starts to to make a difference
0: stay tuned for more of women road warriors coming up welcome back to women road warriors with Shelley johnson and kathy tocaro
1: body styles and weights seem to be nothing but a trend with unrealistic goals that people try to achieve it really sabotages the media promotes what celebrities are doing with diet culture messaging thin and fit are two words that are self-defeating and they're not accurate It gives people, especially women, unrealistic expectations when they're working to lose weight. People need to change their relationship with food and engage in intuitive eating to keep the weight off and achieve a healthy weight. The first step in this is not labeling foods as good or bad and breaking free of the diet mentality. Reject the diet culture. Change the way you view food. We have to shift our mindset and our relationship with food. Jacqueline Hackett is a nutrition mindset coach and founder of Hackett Health. She empowers women to embrace self-care, heal their relationship with food, and find body confidence. With a passion for intuitive eating, she guides people toward a healthier, more mindful way of nourishing both their body and their soul. Jacqueline teaches self-acceptance. You know, Jacqueline, Self acceptance—it's hard to do, you know. You you have to kind of work your way through that. Certainly, when we go through puberty, th- that's when we really start picking at them ourselves. I think, yeah. you know, and it, the comparisons going into the locker room with the, the girls, and after, oh, you yeah. know, some girls can be really cruel. It's like, hey, what happened to you? You don't need to wear a bra, you know. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're just cruel. And I remember feeling really funny about it because I'm I'm not voluptuous. But I thought, you know, years later, you know, hey, I'm more aerodynamic. You know, <laughs> I can run faster and not get a black eye. So what? You know,
3: <laughs> see the positives in yeah. what we have, right? Yeah. But I mean, we're told
1: there's certain things that we have to look this way or that way. And I would think it's on an individual basis. There is no baseline for how you're supposed to look. And it just, makes sense to me that a lot of these weight programs may not work with your own body.
3: Mm -hmm. Yep. Bodies come in all sorts of shapes Mm -hmm. and sizes and they don't continue to.
2: Different metabolisms. People absorb things differently. I mean, I don't know. Have you ever heard of uh, eat right for your blood type? What about that? Like, you know, there's so many different uh, um, variances of, of diets.
3: Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Well, we're seeing now with with nutrigenomics, right, like looking at our our genes, and and the relationship between like our genome and everything, everyone does have a little bit of different variants. And there's a test now, which is um, actually supported in in evidence that we can take a look and see, you know, how are we breaking down certain foods? Are we more at risk for lactose intolerance and, and gluten intolerance and such like that. So the research is coming. Um, but we just have to be patient um, to mm-hmm. not fall into because there are other tests that are not um, not accurate that can trick people and, you know, take their money and make them think, oh, yeah. oh, if I follow this diet. Mm-hmm. I'm going to feel better. These diet but programs. placebo.
1: <laughs> oh, yeah. And, you know, these diet programs are expensive and mm-hmm. th- then they have the special foods. And I have seen mm-hmm. people get on these diets and. It has other things, uh, other side effects like constipation. I mean, that can't be good.
3: No, definitely not. I mean, especially the diet plans that give you all of these packaged, processed items and say, well, yeah, here's your meal for the whole day. You got to eat one real, real food meal. I mean, that is not good for us. (laughs) We can't just get all our nourishment from a shake and from a protein bar.
1: Yeah. Mm No. No. But that's what people do. And of course it's convenient. And I think that's part of it. People are looking for that magic mm-hmm. potion, that magic pill. And it requires work. <laughs> but it seems like there's gotta be a happy medium. And that's what you're offering, Jacqueline.
3: Yeah, there there is. And I and I'm I'm honest. I do tell people it does it is gonna take work. Right. It's not Easy, but life isn't easy. But we take nothing as comes it. easy. No, nope. <laughs> nothing, nothing good in life comes easy. We have to work hard, but I'm here to guide you, right? I'm here to shortcut you. And everything that I had to put, I've put years and years and years of research and my own experiences, both personal and professional to help guide you to get there faster um, and hold your hand along the way so that you are not misguided by all of this misinformation out there. So what kind
1: of success do your clients have? And, And could you kind of maybe walk us through how you work with them?
3: Yeah, definitely. So clients come to me for a lot of different reasons. Honestly, a lot of clients still do come to me for weight loss. Um, but I, I then kind of teach them this intuitive eating method, um, whether they're not interested or I don't force it upon them. I just offer them. This is one viewpoint. Here's another. Um, but a lot of people come to me, not having a good relationship with food, lacking body confidence, um, maybe not knowing what to do in the gym, like just doing a bunch of cardio, not doing strength training, um, having low energy and, and having lots of gut health issues are kind of the main things that I see. And so I work with them to first change their mindset, right? Number one is we have to become aware, become aware of our thoughts, become aware of our breathing, right? Are we holding our breath all day? Are we how, what are our stress levels? Can we incorporate walking and drinking more water, right? So implementing those small habits, Week after week, we just implement one small change. So we have to identify their core beliefs. Then we implement these new habits. Um, we add in the strength training. So clients work twice a week with strength training. Um, and in the end, I mean, I've had great success with clients that they don't feel guilt and shame when they eat anymore, right? Their relationship with their body is improved. Do a lot of body image work um, and again, digging deep um beyond that i mean things like sleep improve their stress management relationships improve um i do gut health testing so we do take a look at their gut health if they have digestive issues that is a huge source of problems right everything stems from the gut our mood our sleep our immune system 80% of our immune system stems from the gut so i do mm-hmm. a lot of gut health work with my clients um, and then, of course, the nutrition component is, is there, um, I don't give out just meal plans, but I teach people how to get in tune with their body, so that they understand what foods make them feel their best, and what foods don't make them feel so good. But maybe sometimes they'll have it because it's a fun food, and they enjoy it, right? And they're celebrating, um, but they're not having that food all the time. So That's- people do- kind of summing it up.
1: <laughs> sure. It sounds like it's a lot more positive and in a much more logical step-by-step approach which could have better long-term results.
3: Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, it's all about the sustainability. You know, nothing here is a quick fix. It's not a 30 days I was gonna say
2: people want a quick fix like yesterday. Yep. Yeah, yeah.
3: <laughs> yep. And that's why people take Ozempic, um, because it's within 30, 60, 90 days, you can use lose a significant amount of weight.
1: Wow. Ah, uh, yeah. I just wonder being on something that like a drug like that in the long term,
3: mm-hmm.
1: anything that modifies the body that much Doesn't sound like it's a good thing to do (laughs) at all.
3: um, Yeah, it's not. Unfortunately, um, you know, when we lose weight, we do lose muscle. Uh, We lose muscle and lose fat. Yeah, just naturally, normally. But the rate at which people are losing muscle um, compared to fat, it's about two-thirds muscle, one-third fat when they're on these um, weight loss drugs. So a lot of people, if they're only taking the drug and they're not incorporating strength training, they're not eating a balanced meal, including all the adequate protein, they're losing a lot of muscle um, to the point that now there's something called ozempic face and ozempic butt because you lose the muscle in those areas.
1: Oh, good. So you start to sag.
3: Yep. And then people <laughs> get colors in their face. <laughs> Suspicious cycle.
2: Oh my God! <laughs> oh my God. Um, everything yeah. in moderation, right?
3: Yes,
1: I, I was taught that. You know,
2: Every don't eat in... four donut donuts, Kathy. <laughs> Just eat one. Yeah,
3: right. <laughs> eat one and have some protein with it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> makes sense.
0: Stay tuned for more of Women Road Warriors coming up.
1: She's passionate about personal growth and believes anyone can change their circumstances and overcome their obstacles if they believe in themselves. Her life will amaze you and seriously inspire you. Be sure to order a copy of her book, Dream Big, on Amazon.com. Industry movement Trucking Moves America Forward is telling the story of the industry, our safety champions, Diet pills, diet supplements, and fad diets are the wrong way for us to accomplish our weight goals. Plus, there could be long-term side effects down the road with the new diet miracle drugs people are taking. One size does not fit all, and the diet industry is a huge profit center that keeps people on a roller coaster of disappointment. The natural way is better. The prepackaged diet meal plans are not the way, and they're not good for us. Changing your relationship with food with mindful, intuitive eating and gaining self-acceptance and body confidence are essential. Learn what foods make you feel your best and what make you feel your worst. Jacqueline Hackett, nutrition mindset coach and founder of Hackett Health, is working to change the outcomes people have with their weight. She helps people break free from the diet culture's restrictions and negative self-talk while gaining physical strength through strength training. She works with clients around the world. Her insight is terrific. Now, intuitive eating, you talk about that on your website, Jacqueline. What mm-hmm. is the definition of in, uh, intuitive eating? Thinking about something before we put it in our mouths or what is that? Yeah,
3: so that that what you just described, described is kind of more mindful eating, like being in tune. What what are we eating? But no, intuitive eating as a whole is an evidence-based a self-care framework that has 10 principles um, to get more in touch with our body, reject diet culture, learn to understand our hunger and fullness cues, right? So we're eating to hunger fullness. We're not eating to what's on the plate or the portion size that someone gives to us. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's learning to respect your body and and really cope with your emotions with kindness and not food. Um, And then, of course, we do include gentle nutrition is is what we call it, um, that we do need a balanced meal. You know, we need all our vitamins or protein, fiber, adequate hydration and all of that. Um, So it is a all encompassing self-care framework uh, approach to it really is a a lifestyle change, Uh, but big, big mindset shift.
1: It sounds more positive than going to some of these diet places where you have to check in once a week and then they can admonish you for gaining a few pounds.
3: (laughs) Yeah, yeah. The only thing I have clients track is um, I I do have them track their fiber. I think fiber is important and their water. Um, But how I have them track is what is your hunger and fullness today, right? Did you eat past... you know, comfortable fullness. What are your emotions? Let's track your emotions, track your sleep. Mm, I like
2: that.
3: like that that term <laughs>
2: eating your emotions. How many times uh, have yep. we done yep. Yep. you done know that? Yeah. I mean? yep.
3: Yeah. But having compassion with yourself that if, if you mm-hmm. do, it's okay. Right. We're only human. Um, and, and, you know, m- emotional eating gets such a bad rap, but there's a time and a place for it. And it's when we are more conscious, when we are more aware we can kind of like consciously, emotionally eat, Um, if, if that makes sense.
2: You know, it's you know what it. that does make sense. Sorry, yeah. it does make sense because when I am feeling good and um, I'm looking at, I, I kind of may or may not have a cookie addiction. <laughs> so when I'm looking at a cookie, a yeah, gluten-free cookie that I, this, this bakery makes, they're so delicious. Uh, when I'm well and I'm looking at the cookie, I, I can mindfully look at it and like, do I really want to eat this, Kathy? Do I need to eat it? And I could talk myself, you know what, maybe just step away from it from now. But if I'm not well, if I'm tired, example, mm-hmm. and uh, I'm, you know, I'm exhausted, I, I got stress, and I'll look at that cookie, I'm going to eat that in a heartbeat. <laughs> I don't even mm-hmm. think about it. I'm like, oh, give me here. You know? and, and I just say, F it. And right? I'm like, no, I'm, I'm going to eat it. So it's, it's really, it is about self-control and self-talking your way. Okay, maybe I'm not having a good day today, and maybe the cookie isn't the answer. Maybe later, when you're better, you can eat it, but maybe just not right now, right? I used to do that with drinking. I, I have 11 and a half years sober, and when I first quit drinking, uh, the way that I talked myself through it was, okay, I'm I'm not going to have it just now, maybe later, or maybe tomorrow, but just not today. You know, and it, it kind of it it helped me help myself, I guess, by voicing it out loud, by talking to myself, if that sounds crazy or not, but yeah, mm-hmm. it worked. So why can't we do the same with food? Yeah.
3: Yeah. Congratulations, by the way. That's not an easy thing to do to be sober. 11 years. You said 11, right? 11.
1: Yeah. yeah, yeah. Absolutely marvelous. Yes.
2: And, and, you know, I did. Thank you. But I did uh, for a while there. I did transfer the addiction to food. And that's where the weight gain came as well, right? The one addiction to the other. Oh, it is. Mm -hmm. Yeah. From one to the, and so I had to almost relearn. I had to catch myself. Key, Kathy, this is, it's not the food, it's the addiction. It's the same situation. Instead of sitting in my bed, miserable drinking, I'm sitting in my bed eating four puddings. Right. Mm -hmm. So it's the concept that's there. It's not necessarily the food or the alcohol, it's what's behind it. And so that is what I had to tackle
3: hmm Yeah. It, I mean, you you summed up the work that I do just very well, right? It's figuring out what is the motivation behind it, why yeah. you doing it. Um, and it's usually something more deep-rooted, right? It has nothing to do with the pudding. It has nothing to do, honestly, it doesn't have anything to do with self-control. There's something deeper that's causing um this craving. And kind of what you just explained is uh we call it the habit loop. So your trigger was stress or you're tired. Sometimes we say like maybe you're angry, you're lonely. There's some unmet need. Yeah. And your automatic behavior was to go to a cookie. And when we're feeling tired, sad, stressed, angry, we don't have that same uh, awareness, right? We're tired. We just go ahead and and give in to that automatic behavior. Mm-hmm. So I teach people how to become aware of what is your trigger. Usually it's an emotion and just pause first. So exactly what you did is what I teach my clients. Pause a moment, ask yourself, am I actually hungry? Right. Or am I, I call it HALTS. So it's H-A-L-T-S. Yeah. Am I actually hungry? Am I angry? Am I lonely? Am I tired? Or am I sad or stressed? So mm-hmm. you you know, hit the nail on the head. You're like, okay, well, I know I'm tired right now. I probably don't need this cookie. Maybe I need to take a nap, right? Maybe I need to sleep longer. Maybe I'm angry. I need to call a friend. I need to go to therapy instead of eating the cookie.
1: Yeah, the HALT method is used um, in in drug and alcohol rehab quite a bit. Oh,
3: really? Mm -hmm. I didn't know that. It is.
1: Yeah. And it makes sense. People have to take a step back and figure it out. Because, you know, when you think about it, the eating dynamics, we have to eat every day just to survive. But we evolve with our eating habits based on our childhood, I would think. Mm -hmm. And if we see the adults around us overeating, Mm -hmm. watching TV and stuffing our faces, that's what we're going to want to do for comfort Mm -hmm. as adults.
3: Yeah. At work,
2: they teach us stop and think. Anytime there's a situation that comes up, that you know, uh, how bad could it be? You know, what could go wrong? All these things, and they they actively in um, coach us to take the stop and think and apply it in our lives at home, no matter what we're doing. And so I started doing that with the food that I eat. Well, especially because, you know, I have the, the, the addictive nature and I used to want to crave chocolate or, or, or junk food. But now that I have this whole gluten problem, well, that that cleared that. <laughs> but anyway, so what I've done is I've applied the, 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 the stop and think to almost everything, like whether it's driving, you know, how my, my driving habits, my eating habits um, and my, my exercise routine. And really stop and think of what Kathy needs at this moment in time, and I and I find it a great tool in my little toolkit.
1: That's a great philosophy. I can see where that would really work.
2: Yeah, because it, it it's the same thing as the halt is just mm-hmm. stop yourself for a second and reassess. Yep. <laughs> you know. Yeah. You know, just take a different viewpoint. It's almost as if you step out of your own body and view it from a different perspective. Well, wait a minute, right? And so I, I find for me it's been very helpful. Jacqueline, yeah. I know
1: that there are going to be a lot of listeners that are going to say, okay, what kind of success rates do you have? Because obviously people are going to be tuning in um, and they're going to say, I want to reach out to Jacqueline, but how good is this going to be for me? Can I finally get off this roller coaster with diet plans?
3: Yeah, I mean, I I would like to say, and I think my clients agree that I've I've had 100% success rate of every client client making at least some progress. Um, I don't think any client has ever gone back on a diet. So I would say that is a success. Oh, yeah. But it does depend on, you know, what their goals are and what they're coming to me for. Not everyone comes to me for healing their relationship with food, maybe something simpler, just trying to gain muscle, whatever it may be. Uh, But this method, intuitive eating as a whole can work for anyone. And that's, the amazing part of it. Uh, but you have to be open and willing to put in the work.
1: And you work with people virtually, don't you?
3: I do. Yeah. I live in Los Angeles, but I have clients all over the U.S. and even some in other countries.
1: So people could just reach out and what do you do things via Zoom and, and work with mm-hmm. them and okay.
3: Yeah. Yeah. We do a Zoom call. We do a weekly check-in and yeah, there's always ongoing accountability. I'm accessible to them whenever they need. When they're at the grocery store and they're having a, a panic moment or mm-hmm. when they're sharing me pictures of their food, saying, look, I ate this. I didn't feel guilty. I'm there for them every step of the way.
1: When they're holiday gatherings and everybody's bringing all the pies and the goodies and stuff like that, you, there's so much guilt after the holidays. Gee, I, I had so much fun eating all of this, uh, but darn it you know, and we shouldn't have to feel guilty about it.
3: Yeah, definitely not. I mean, the holidays can be a challenging time for everyone, not just because of food, but we're around family and family dynamics, Mm -hmm. stressful, especially if we're trying to improve our health and get out of diet culture and half the people at the table, you know, aunt Susie and grandma and Grandma's still stuck in diet culture, trying to shed those last five pounds, even though she's 85 and We keep saying, why, why are you doing this? Um, It's hard when, when we're surrounded by that. But again, remembering that compassion, that kindness, eating mindfully, the holidays are about spending time with loved ones. Yes. So make that the point. The point is not to stress about the food um, and to talk about diets and the, the newest, you know, weight loss trends.
1: Where do people reach out to you, Jacqueline?
3: Yeah, easiest is either on my Instagram, Hackett Health, H-A-C-K-E-T-T, um, or my email, HackettHealthLA at gmail.com.
1: I love this. You offer a lot of different things in your program, and it, it makes so much sense. And it sounds like people feel good. After they come to you, which I don't think a lot of people when they're going through diet programs necessarily feel real good, (laughs) especially, you know, if they start gaining the weight back, it's like, doggone it. I spent all this money and I ate all this food that tastes nasty that they tell me to eat in these packages. I like your approach.
3: Oh, thank you.
1: I think that this is uh, something that definitely more people should do. What do you think, Kathy? I
2: I was just going to say I agree 100%.
3: I think so too. <laughs> it helped me find peace and freedom in my life and now my my aim is just how can I help as many other people live life to the fullest and start living life now not when they're 50 60 70 years old.
1: Right? Well, thank you Jacqueline. I appreciate you being on the show. This is terrific.
3: Thank you so much for having me. Thank you so
2: much. This has been really really good and I know for a fact our listeners are going to be swallowing this up and like, oh, my God. Yeah, this yeah. is great. Absolutely. Yeah.
1: It's been an honor having you, Jacqueline. Thanks so much. We hope you've enjoyed this latest episode. And if you want to hear more episodes of Women Road Warriors or learn more about our show, be sure to check out womenroadwarriors.com. And please follow us on social media. And don't forget to subscribe to our podcast. Women Road Warriors is on all the major podcast channels like Apple, Spotify, Amazon, Audible, YouTube, and others. Thanks for listening.
0: You've been listening to Women Road Warriors with Shelley Johnson and Kathy Takaro. If you want to be a guest on the show or have a topic or feedback, email us at sjohnson at womenroadwarriors.com.